Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. Now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Jay Moore. And we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Steel Breakers Thursday with open phone line for wait, you at three one two. Huh? You missed the name. What do you mean? What about Shay? Shay who? The guy that's supposed to be in the executive producer chair. We did a topic yesterday about would you rather work from home or be in the office? Yes. And he must have taken it literally. Because he's not here, not responding to text, not answering his phones, on the schedule, as always. Yes. No show. Hmm. So we do have Shay Norling working from home today to find out how that's going to work instead of coming into the office. And not responding. Yes. So it's 7.01 and 42 seconds. No sign of the EP. Hmm. Hmm. Let it be a lesson to all you young, aspiring <laughs> broadcasters that when you get a gig in a major morning show yeah. in the city of Chicago, try to show to work. Well, let us, uh, let's pray. You're a reverend. Let's pray that he's okay and that he will make it in at some point today or next week. Either Correct. way, 312-332-3776 is our phone number. It's quite the thing that we do the topic yesterday. He's like, yeah, you know what? How about we'll do it from home? Wow. Or something. Something's right. going on. But you know what? We have to move forward, Cap, because uh, we will light a candle, say a prayer, and do what we do. That's exactly <laughs> what we do. So here's a name that I didn't think we'd talk about this morning, but I think it's worth mentioning the name of Brock Heward. Brock Heward is a longtime uh, talk show host in, in Seattle, mm-hmm. former quarterback in college in the NFL. And so it is interesting, Cap, to hear from Brock Heward, who was on with Waddle and Sylvie. Now, you say, well, why Brock? Well, Brock is a college football analyst for, for Fox uh, and FS1. And he had a lot of things to say about Caleb Williams. And, of course, during this time between now and the draft, there will be a lot of conversations about what the Bears are going to do, especially at the quarterback position, because there's a lot of plates spinning in the air. There's mm-hmm. so much that Ryan Poles has to do this offseason. This is a huge offseason for the Chicago Bears as far as the direction. Mm-hmm. You watch Caleb Williams play, and then you try to gather as much possible intel as you can find. Period. That's it. Mm-hmm. So in doing their due diligence, the Bears are going to watch every tape of every game he's played at Oklahoma and USC. They're going to talk to every single person who's ever interacted. It could be an Uber driver. They're going to find him. What was he like? Did he tip well? They're going to ask every pertinent question. In the end, one man is going to make the determination, and it will determine his football legacy. That is Ryan Poles. Do I move on from Justin? My locker room really likes him. He's talented. 
he's not a bad player. Or can I be better? Can the other guy get me where I don't think Justin can? And financially, this would be far more beneficial for the Bears because he comes in on a rookie deal. Mm -hmm. So that's all going to go into the scales and which one it's going to tip. That's his call. Now, people will hear that this morning and say, ah, cheap. No, that's nothing that, to do with that, it. No, but uh, but we got to cut that off of the past, though, because that will sound like the Bears just don't want to pay Justin Fields. They're just being cheap because they're going to reset the quarterback market and go with the rookie. No, that's not the case. Correct. It's not. This is not about finances. Everyone is under the same cap. I know. I don't know if everyone knows that, but everyone's under the same salary structure in the NFL. Correct. So the idea that well, the Bears want to pay less that that's not the case. It's about ability. And it's about having the best at each position on the football field to increase your chances to be a playoff team. That's what that's about, Cap. Correct. So it's not about money. But we heard Mike Tannenbaum say that and others say that, hey, why not reset the quarterback situation and have Caleb Williams there? Now, for those that love Justin Fields, as again, you'll hear what you want to hear, but I'll keep saying it. I understand that point of view that you say all you need to do is be able to add on to what you already have and Justin Fields will be a better quarterback. Now, again, nothing's guaranteed with that. Yes, the Bears still, whether it's Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, need another wide receiver, need more offensive line help, need to have some cohesion offensively. Whether it's Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, either quarterback, any quarterback needs more for this offense to hum. And so that's why I've been of the opinion, if the Bears bring back Justin Fields, I am totally fine with that, as long as they supply him with the right uh, uh, assets offensively and the uh, offensive line and an offensive coordinator that he can jibe with. And the same thing with Caleb Williams. It's the same thing, Cap. It's the same thing. If Caleb Williams came in here tomorrow, he still needs offensive line help. He still needs to have other receivers to work with. And there's a learning curve with him because he's a rookie quarterback. So whoever's back there, the Bears, before we even talk about the quarterback, need to be able to supply the quarterback with the proper talent around him. Correct. That's all. I mean, but I know that that blanket statement, even that is not good enough for some. It's good enough for me because I'm a Bears fan first. That's what matters to me first. That's what I tweeted that, look, I'm going to ride or die with Ryan Poles. And if he says the best thing to do is draft Caleb Williams, let's go. If he says the best thing to do is trade that pick and keep Justin, let's go. If he says the best thing to do is take Marvin Harrison at one, let's go. Mm -hmm. Whatever he chooses, I can't change that decision. I could simply give my opinion. So eight weeks ago when he doesn't talk to the UCLA or the media after the UCLA game and I'm critical of him, does not mean that I wouldn't draft him. I said that was absolutely something that me in my previous life, when I was scouting, would ask, why did you do that? You're the highest paid guy on your team. You make millions in NIL. You are the face of that program, and you have a responsibility when you win or lose to wear it. Period. That would be a concern. Yeah. That does not mean that I wouldn't draft him. And I've said consistently, without ever flip-flopping around, is let Poles do his homework. If the kid passes all his background checks on the whiteboard with the plays, the video, hanging out for days on end, asking him every philosophical question possible, doing all the necessary research about his character, if he passes all that, I think they're taking him. That's, that's it. 
So Brock Heward was on yesterday. Great interview with mm-hmm. Waddle and Sylvie. Really was. You can get it top of the 5 o'clock hour on the Waddle and Sylvie page. Awesome stuff. And that's why you come to this radio station. We have fun. We talk sports and other. And you get great intel from great people. And so listening to him, he was eloquent in how great he thinks Caleb Williams is. Legs like Franco Harris, he Mm -hmm. said. He could spin it. And then he talked about his character. We'll play all that in a minute. My point is, he would keep Justin, which surprised me. But he said, I would play bully ball. I would build like the Ravens. And I would run with Justin. And I would get all these other assets. That's fine. Brock, by his own admission, hasn't sat down and studied Justin on tape every game. Mm -hmm. There's a lot lacking there. That's just a fact. Mm -hmm. And so who the OC is, how is he going to develop, is all going to go into this big equation. They put it in the blender. What's going to come out? Is it going to be we need to move on or we need to keep him? That's for Ryan Poles. Well, you know, uh, to be fair, Brock Heward is locked in on college football all season, working with Jason Bedetti, if I'm not mistaken, on the Fox Sports broadcasts. And he doesn't break down the film like a Brian Baldinger or Chase Daniel, whoever, that's really close to quarterbacks and watching it day in and day out. So I thought that the, and we're going to play it here, Brock Heward's thoughts on Justin Fields was surface level. And that's fine because he knows more about Caleb Williams as he knows about Justin Fields. That's fine. Surface level is like, oh, man, when I see Justin Fields, he can run with the football. He does have a powerful arm. But it's in between. That's where the analysis is, is the in-between. When he doesn't, when he can't run, when he doesn't have the big arm to throw it down the field of DJ Moore, then what else is there to his game? That's the question. Correct. That's why people are questioning whether that Justin Fields is right for the Bears moving forward because it's in the in-between. The intangibles matter as much as him running the football. The, you know, the big plays, the big chunk yards is fine, Cap, but where you make the money is to be able to extend plays and get first downs. That's what, that's what you got to have more often. So I would have been much more concerned had he said, guys, my brother's an assistant in that program. He's not a great kid. He's vastly overrated. That would have been much more of a concern than him saying all these flowery, amazing things about his character. Because those are the biggest questions. Everyone, even the Justin Fields fanboys say, oh, the kid could throw the football. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. But... You've got cuts up there. Yep, yep. There's there's one where he talks about his character. Okay, you want to get to the character first. Yes, which which I think is last as far as my analysis. That's me. But let's let's hear the personality. Then at some point we'll talk about what the Bears should do with the, with the first pick and also what the Bears should do to build around Justin. So first the Caleb Williams personality profile. Here's Brock Heward. Yeah, I think this year was a little harder, I'll be honest. You know, I think when he ascended, it's always harder to handle prosperity and success. Um, my brother's on staff there at USC as well, so I, I've got quite a bit of background on this. And I'll tell you the one thing uh, that they loved about that dude is he treated everybody incredible. And that's not always the case in Gen Z, especially when they get a lot of stuff handed to them or have earned. Let me rephrase that because he earned all of that NIL and everything that came and all those accolades. But he treated people incredibly well. He was generous. 
And we don't talk about that very much with quarterbacks. But again, away from my whole like spinning a football, how are you as a human? How do dudes get around? You know, are you just generous in your time and your gifts and, and giving people, you know, like he gives it away. So those things are really, really cool. I think this year handling prosperity was hard. It was hard. I, I, I don't, you know, there was a little drama at times. I don't know if I, you know, love the crying in front of the cameras, even though they tried to hide his face and do all that stuff. Um, he's real. I mean, he's a real dude. He doesn't try to fake it. Um, but this year, I think, was much, much more challenging, which should only get him ready for the NFL, man. There you have it. That's a sign. There you have it. I'll pay it later, like you, way down the line. Wow. Caleb Williams' personality profile. There you have it. Right. Well, he said he treated everybody the same, and that dude is incredibly generous, and you don't see that. That's a huge thing there, because if he had said, look, he's... He's going to have to mature. He's a very selfish guy. He didn't say any of that. Mm-hmm. And we'll play other cuts where he said, had got legs like Franco Harris, and that guy could spin the football. And I mean, I, I, well, I hope he doesn't have legs like Franco Harris now. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be so good. Be a bit dusty. <laughs> like a bunch of dust, a couple of dusty legs. Yeah, coming out of the coffin. <laughs> but, um, wait like, a minute. Like listening to, him, I understand his feelings about Justin, but this isn't a dude who breaks down Justin on tape. He watches Sports Center, and he's like, "Wow, did you see that highlight?" Or he watches a game and goes, "Boy, did you see that guy run?" Yeah. Have you watched the fourth quarters? Yeah. Well, to be fair, and again, to be fair, that's a college football analyst. Correct. Let's just be fair about it, Cap. That's not. I mean, they brought Brock Hewitt on because of Hewitt's connection to the USC program, his brother, and because he's called Caleb Williams games. That's fair. Yes. Let's just be fair. Like hundred percent. Hewitt was not on to be able to break down, you know, the personality profile or the game in and game out analysis of Justin Fields. Agreed. But but he did talk about what the Bears should do with that number one pick. Your team should be built in the image of the Baltimore Ravens. There's a reason for 40 years it's been hard to play quarterback because that's a tough place to throw the ball. And I, you, you, you've built a, a pretty terrific defense. But, you know, to me, that is bully ball 101. That environment should be bully ball 101. You should play to your environment and your surroundings and get back to being the biggest, nastiest bully on the block. And this is a draft that is loaded, loaded with offensive linemen. And I don't know all your needs like you guys do. You know it up close and personal. You see it. You've lived with some of the struggles and the mediocrity. But it sure appears to me you got a defensive-minded head coach that's got a lot of his defensive pieces in place. Now go capitalize like crazy on this draft capital you have to build that bully. Tight end, tackle, guard, running back. I think in Justin Fields, you've got an amazing dual-threat guy. So tell me why that team can't be built in the image of that team out in Baltimore. Thoughts there from Brock Hewitt. I understand where he's coming from. Green Bay's not built in the image of Baltimore. They're not. Green Bay throws the football. Have with Brett, have with Aaron. Now are with jo- now they are with Jordan Love. They play in the exact same climate. Exact. I want to be able to stretch the field and throw the football down the field and have a really really awesome passing game with the run game mm-hmm. with play action passing with great defense, and I feel like, man, we haven't seen it for three years from Justin. 
It's just a fact. Put the numbers on. We have the four today. And you could tell me Bearlissimo from England doesn't like Luke Getze and he didn't like Matt Nagy and 16 other fans are going to call in. We never have good coaching. Mm-hmm. At some point, the excuses have to stop. They yeah. do. Justin's a good player. He's the fourth best quarterback in our division today. That's a fact. No, there's no question about that. Going back to what Hewitt said, though, let's kind of dig into that before we hear more from Brock Hewitt. And you say, well, why are you guys playing this? It's because Waddle and Sylvie booked a great guest that could be able to provide college football insight. Kind of like me. Like, I I watch college football for the athletes that I see in college football. I never really think about Sundays when I'm watching Saturdays unless that person shines. Caleb Williams, I I couldn't help but to think about Caleb Williams on Sundays because Saturdays, more times than not, he was tearing it up. Despite the bad defense that was around him at uh, USC. I got to interrupt you. I got an go, alert. Go ahead. My effing alarms didn't go off. I'll be in by 7.30. Shay. Okay. Lock, no show for his job. Lock the doors, Jay Moore. You're doing fine. Thanks. Exactly. You're, you're, you're doing, the EP, Jay Moore. Lock the door, Jay Moore. It's fine. Let me in the door. My alarms didn't go off. Stay home. <laughs> Work from home there, kid. So, so I, you know, from his standpoint, he says the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And again, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, are head and shoulders above the rest. Many look at it and say Baltimore could win the Super Bowl or they could be in the mix. They've had a terrific regular season. That is for sure. I think that Brock Hewitt sees the highlights of Justin Fields, the way he can run the football a dual threat that can run the football and throw it down the field and say, hey, just build around him. Just keep, just run it back, but, but give him the infrastructure. That is not a rare opinion around here. Not, I'm not talking about our listeners. I'm talking about from analysts. Yeah. You've talked to people. I've talked to people as well. Those that played the game, those are around some of these college football programs, some around the NFL in front offices, you and I have talked to. And there is a percentage of people that feel like, hey, Justin Fields just needs to be able to have enough talent around him, and then he'll be able to break through as a quarterback. Where your lips to God's ears that that happens. Whatever happens, I want better offense for the Bears. That's all we want. Yeah, whatever it is. It's all we have asked for. All right, we, we turn now. We go to the hotline, Cap. Ready to go to the hotline? Let's do it. It is the a guest line. Oh, the Conrex Tire at Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the Conrex man. Morning, Shay. How are you? I, I, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm working from home today. Okay. Well, uh, so can, can we continue our show then? Yeah. Contributions have been outstanding <laughs> this morning. We're trying to build a topic <laughs> to get calls. So if you, so so if you're working from home, can we continue on with Brock Hewitt sound? <laughs> it sounds good, boys. You're, you're doing a great job. I'm glad you got the Brock Hewitt. See, apparently the work from home is pretty good. <laughs> you, you didn't even know he was on the station. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Are you in the back of an Uber right now? It, no, I'm driving right now. Like what a, a disaster it is on these roads, too. Like a madman, you're driving through. Now, now again, can you tell people why you're not behind us here at 719? Yeah, why you're not at work? 
My alarm didn't go off. It's never happened to me before uh, okay. in my life. Well, let me hey. just give you a, a, a tip here. You work in the media world. Things could change on the dime. I've been working in the middle of the night or sleeping in the middle of the night and gotten calls. Players have died. Players have gotten traded. Coaches and executives have been hired and fired in the middle of the night. Don't turn your freaking phone off. It wasn't off. Really? Because we called it 11 times, and it goes right to voicemail, and it says, well, Shay has his notifications silenced. Yeah, well, do not disturb. Hoodie knows. Yeah! <laughs> that's a, Hoodie's at work. Well, <laughs> well that's true. Well, you I've leave got... it on so when Jay Moore calls you at 6, or I call you at 6.15, <laughs> oh, God, I overslept. You wake up. That's your backup. Rookie. All right, that, that's a good call for future notice. I woke up at 6.58, my wife tapping me on the shoulder. Uh, you work today? Whoops. <laughs> well, well, it happens, Shay. And by the way, you'd be so proud of us. Because we thought you died, we took care of shot or no shot and uh, deal breakers. Yep, all done. Oh, great. We ruined them all. <laughs> 24 questions. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Shay, all the deal breakers come from Dear Abby. But uh, but, well, we, but, <laughs> but we have them ready. We just thought, well, if you if you've gone, if you passed on, we have to continue to the tradition of deal breakers. Correct. Either way, we went to dealbreakers dot com. Where you go, we got them. <laughs> so Jaymore just answered the phone, going, "Thank God you're okay." Yes. Everybody literally genuinely thought I was dead. Yes. Not in the mood to put together a Shea montage. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. And we we asked Roz Varon for some shot or no shot. So we got, you know, it's really a community here, Shay. We we went to we talked to Tracy Butler. Uh, we called around, and so we piecemealed together, shot or no shot, as well. So this is this is really passing the hat around without a Shay Norling around. Yeah, That's there were eight sure. or nine NFL coaches that said that bastard has wanted me fired. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fantastic work by everybody. Round of applause. <laughs> All right. We'll see you whenever you get here. All right. We're going to start building this topic now to get calls. All right. Right. All right, man. We're going to shake our ass without you, Shay. It is <laughs> Shay Torleg is with us here on the hotline. Wow. The Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. <laughs> rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. That gets it wet. Don't worry, call the Car X Man. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Yes. As we talk to you about the Bears. Some thoughts from Brock Heward. Yep. So, uh, what, what do you want to number up? We haven't, give, we don't have a call to action yet. And there's still Brock Heward sound we got to play. And there's already calls on the line. Yeah. We'll get to, but, but Caleb Williams. Yeah. What does Brock Heward, college football analyst, think of Caleb Williams? What does he like about it? Well, what everybody likes is just a playmaking ability and movement skills in and around the pocket that are just silly. And I also had Lamar Jackson, his very first start, and I remember Petrino at that time telling me, I don't know what this kid's going to do, but you've never seen somebody run like he can, and it's just a different gear. And, and then they played, I believe, Florida State, and he was running away from them. And I was like, this dude's just different. You see Caleb, he's just different. His strength, you know, his, as I said, his power, you, you're going to see him at the combine in his shorts. I don't know. He'll probably not run or do much there. But when you see him, you're just like, man, this guy is an un, a truly. I mean, he's an elite, elite, elite athlete. And there's great athletes coming out. Jaden Daniels is a great athlete. You know, there have been great athletes. This dude is an elite athlete. And that's why he can just make those guys look so silly on a football field, no matter who's rushing them. Harder to do with grown men 
harder to do in the NFL, harder to do with less space, the hash marks and everything that just condenses everything into a, a phone booth. But that is his going away talent. The, the, the learning curve is, is just going to be playing on time and rhythm. So thoughts there from Brock Hewitt on Caleb Williams okay. and all the things he does well. Okay, so you already played the character one, mm-hmm. and he was very effusive in his praise of he's a great kid. Okay, we checked the box. He's huggable. All right. Correct. What's next? He's good with his teammates. That's a box. Mm-hmm. Checked. Mm-hmm. You just heard him say this dude is an elite, 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 elite athlete. Mm-hmm. He can obviously throw the football. Playmaking skills. Okay, what is the negative here? Like, tell me you don't watch Bears football without telling me you don't watch Bears football. Because fourth quarter performance by Justin in his career has been terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. That Again, let me be clear. So all of you out there with a Twitter account, let me be clear. Justin is a good player. Mm-hmm. He's a great person. He's loved in the room. Checks all these boxes. Smart guy. Great in the community. All of it. He's the fourth best quarterback today. Not what you and your jersey on think he's going to be. What he is today is the fourth best in the NFC North. Goff is better. Love is better. Kirk Cousins is better. All right. So if Caleb Williams has all of these flowery adjectives tied to him and he's truly that guy, sign me the hell up. Yes, I understand. But then the other side of it is, is that either way, whoever the quarterback is, the Bears have a lot of work to do. No question. Still have a lot of work to do. But going back to yesterday's show, and it still resonates with me today, there are some, and I can't speak for all, we're just talking about those opinions that we see and hear. Cap, there are some that are just afraid of the unknown. They like number one, no matter the, the underachievement of the offense and Justin Fields. They like number one. That's the, that's our guy. That's the person that the Bears drafted. Well, again, like anything else, you can upgrade if you feel like Justin Fields is not the guy for you. You know, if if the Bears stuck with Justin Fields, I'm not going to turn a blind eye to it, and I won't even blink. What I will say is, okay, fine. Whoever you're going with, you better give them what they need. You want to be able to get out of the basement of the NFC North offensively? Then you got to act like a big boy team. And you go from three wins to seven wins. And I understood that this past offseason that Ryan Poles couldn't fill all the holes. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Fill, now you got to keep filling them. Correct. Fill the holes now. Correct. You have an offseason to do so with draft capital. That is correct. Wherever the positions are, quarterback or anything else, fill the holes now. You could be one of the more younger, dynamic teams in the National Football League if you fill those holes correctly. You can't hit on every draft pick, but if you swing and miss on this one, and not supply Caleb Williams with the infrastructure if he's the quarterback, then all of this is just... Well, then it doesn't matter if it's you out there, me, Caleb Williams, or Justin. If you're not going to support him, go back to when they acquired Cutler. Forget Jay's personality and all that. His number one receiver was Devin Hester. He's not a receiver. That's correct. They tried to make him one. How about his offensive line? You had an all-pro in Olin Krutz. You had a couple of other dudes that were fine. Did they ever really, truly commit? We're getting the best freaking offensive line to protect our brand new big time quarterback. They did no, not. They did, did not. they go get a top end receiver? Mm-mm. No, no. So then we shouldn't be surprised that Jay's career record is fifty two and fifty two. Yes, because you settled. The Bears did. Mm-hmm. You settled. Oh, we got you the quarterback. Well, he's got some flaws. They don't give away 25-year-old Pro Bowl quarterbacks 
and it never worked out. The hope is is that this regime for the Bears understands what we understand, in that you have holes, you've got to fill them. Mm-hmm. You just can't take it for granted. Well, you know, Cutler's got a big arm, so he'll be able to run out of the pocket and get... Mitchell will be all fine. Mitchell's fine. He doesn't need a lot of weapons because he was running as a quarterback in North Carolina. He'll be... F- no. No. You have to be able to supply the quarterback with talent. Okay. You have to do it. Okay, so let me ask you a question. I remember asking Ryan Pace after the draft of Mitch... What's your plan? And he looked me in the eye and said, there is no scenario that kid's playing as a rookie. He's only got 13 career starts. He's sitting the entire year behind Mike Glennon, and he's watching. We're not going to be great next year. I understand that. It's a rebuild. John Fox said after four games, I've seen enough of Mike Glennon get the kid in there. No. You should have signed another journeyman off the street Mm -hmm. and said, you're the backup, Mitch. You're the third. You're not playing. You're not ready. I'm not telling you he'd be an all-pro today. Probably not. Right. But you set out a plan, and four weeks in, you said, nope, can't do it. Play the kid. Yeah. How'd that work out? He's on his third team. He looks terrible. Yeah. Do the Packers do that? They do not. No. Kansas City do that? Kansas City sat him the entire year. He started the last game because they were going to the playoffs. That was it. Sat the entire year. Was he ready to play? He says no, but I guarantee you he would have been fine with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and great O-line and all that. And Andy Reid. He would have been. Do you understand why infrastructure matters, Cap? Correct. How an organization's run when you have a plan? This is why I'm, my hope is, my hope and prayer is, is that the Bears have turned the page on those dark years of just assuming that you just throw anybody in a position and they'll flourish. There has to be homework in there. There has to be hitting, again, 60 to 65% of your draft early. Agreed. If you, if you can. All those things have to happen. And, and the hope is, is that Ryan Poles and this iteration of the Bears understand that you just can't just throw players out there. And I don't think it's like that. And here's how I know. When you needed someone to shore up your defensive line, you were able to find that. Okunjobi, right? What's the kid's name? Larry Okunjobi? Yeah. The, the guy that failed his physical? Yeah, not, no, but uh, after that. The, the, the player that was here this year was Sweat oh, and... Oh, uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Ngakwe, rather. Yes, Ngakwe. When you needed Ngakwe, there. Yeah. Right? Montez Sweat, there. That shows that they understand that they need to shore up their position. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the offensive line. They know that this offseason, more so than who the quarterback is, is that you've got to be able to protect that quarterback. I'm just saying, it just feels different. It feels like Completely he understands. agree. Like a fresh set of eyes. Football people are making football decisions. The yes. Chicago Bears. And if they determine that Caleb is the guy, please tell me the support system. The offensive coordinator is going to be a massive hire. The quarterback coach, a massive hire. And if you think... We're, we could start him as a rookie. Fine. That's fine if you think he's ready. But again, go back to what they did with Mitch. Go back to what they did with Justin. Matt Nagy stood at that podium and said the kid is not ready to play. Oh, Dalton strained his calf. Get him in there. If he's not ready, then sit his ass. Make him the third guy. That's what they did in Green Bay. Jordan Love had one career start in three years. And everyone up there, he's a bust. No, he's actually not. He's learning how to play professional football. 
312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air as we talk to you about the Chicago Bears. You heard from Brock Heward, uh, someone that covers college football like a blanket for Fox. Uh, let's get your thoughts on what Brock had to say. He thinks that the Bears could build like the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and gave some flowery comments about Caleb Williams, his personality, and what he could do on the football field. Your thoughts on that coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Shocking news out of Dallas, Texas late last night. Right. Mike McCarthy will return as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. Many around the NFL thought he was absolutely dead man walking, and Bill Belichick was rolling in not to be. That would be me. Bears interviewed Thomas Brown for the offensive coordinator job. He was the OC in Carolina. He's also interviewing with the Tennessee Titans for their head coaching vacancy. And despite Carolina's struggles, he's regarded as one of the brighter offensive minds in the National Football League. Can't Bla- do it. Blackhawks were snowed out in Buffalo. They'll make that game up tonight. And the Bulls go back to work in Toronto. Only the Bulls. Yay! Cap and Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. So glad that you're with us here on this Deal Breakers Thursday. Hope you're going to have a great Thursday. We'll open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. We heard from Brock Hewitt, who is on with Waddle and Sylvie. Hear that interview its entirety on the ESPN Chicago app. Just click Waddle and Sylvie, and you can hear the conversation they had with Brock Hewitt, a Fox College football analyst, longtime talk show host in uh, Seattle as well, talking about... What the Bears should do with the number one pick. Your team should be built in the image of the Baltimore Ravens. There's a reason for 40 years it's been hard to play quarterback because that's a tough place to throw the ball. And you've built a a pretty terrific defense. But, you know, to me, that is Bully Ball 101. That environment should be Bully Ball 101. You should play to your environment and your surroundings and get back to being the biggest, nastiest bully on the block. And this is a draft that is loaded, loaded with offensive linemen. And I don't know all your needs like you guys do. You know it up close and personal. You see it. You've lived with some of the struggles and the mediocrity. But it sure appears to me you got a defensive-minded head coach that's got a lot of his defensive pieces in place. Now go capitalize like crazy on this draft capital you have to build that bully. Tight end, tackle, guard, running back. I think in Justin Fields you've got an amazing dual-threat guy. So tell me why that team can't be built in the image of that team out in Baltimore. Thoughts there from Brock Heward. Again, I don't know how much he has watched the Bears play. He's a college football analyst. He's on the West Coast. I would challenge him to watch every game Justin's played, every one of them in the pros, and then compare that, all that film work, to what he sees where his brother is an assistant coach at USC, and he was effusive in his praise of Caleb Williams. This would be a different discussion if he had said, 
Yeah, Caleb's not not what you guys think he is. He's not that good. He's a bad guy. He didn't say any of that. He talked about what a great athlete he is, how his ability to move, how what an elite athlete, how much he is a, able to uh, improvise and make plays on the move. Like, he was effusive in his praise. Okay, let me ask you something. If the Kansas City Chiefs said, well, we'd rather have a better left tackle and another receiver, we'll get, we'll get rid of Mahomes. How'd that work? How would that work for them? Oh, boy, that'd be brutal. What did the Bengals do when they had a chance to take Joe Burrow? Did they trade out of that? Well, we can get like four different picks and we can get a left tackle and a this and that. No, they took Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. They didn't even think about it. Yeah. Boom. So that's my point. If this kid, again, listen clearly. If Ryan Pohl's homework checks every box on Caleb Williams, he says, yeah, he's better. I'm taking him. That's what I'm doing. Here's my find, by the way. Confusing uh, Obanjobi with Ngakwe. Here my... Oh, I thought that was for not having your mic on. No, no, I won't, I'll, I'll pay that down the line when you start paying yours. I know. I, I pay mine. I'll bring in the dollar that I owe tomorrow. Mm-hmm, sure. I'll pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. 312-332-ESP is our phone. Yeah, thank you, Wimpy. <laughs> As we go back to the phone lines, we say hello to uh, Greg and Joliet. He's with us on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Greg, good morning. Hey, good morning, boys. Hey, what's up, buddy? You got, got, got a few things to say. I'll try to make it quick. So I don't think Justin's the guy. You know, his improved numbers over the last five, six games, any other franchise look pretty pedestrian. Caleb Williams, I'll tell you, makes me a little nervous. I watch a lot of his highlights. And when I see a lot of his off-script plays, I can't help but think he would have been taken out in the NFL. The, the pocket would have collapsed. He wouldn't have made those off-script plays. My sober-minded approach is I don't care what Ryan Poles does as long as it's not desperate. So the, the Justin Fields, Andy Dalton pairing felt desperate. There's a front office who felt like they needed to save their jobs, right? So I just want Ryan to do what's ever best for the organization. If it's Caleb, great. If it's Justin, great. If it's signing Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield and pairing him with J.J. McCarthy or the kid from Tulane, Fine. As long as they think it's the best decision for the long-term prospects at that position, I'm for it. I just don't want them to make a desperate decision based on fan pressure, organizational pressure, etc. That's a good call, Greg. Appreciate your telephone call. Yeah, I mean, yes, you want to be able to make the right move. I just wanted to tell you that the reason why that Cap and I, a lot of mornings are talking about trying to upgrade this football team is that the Chicago Bears are not in the position as some in which you could have less than on a roster and flourish. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before where it's like, where'd you get that tight end? He's not any good. Or where'd you get that tight end? Or where'd you get that offensive lineman? You know, sometimes you already have the infrastructure in place at quarterback, at offensive coordinator, at head coach. Be like, you know what? We can overcome. Who was Puka Nakua out of nowhere with the Rams? Yep. Who's that guy? Right. But there's an infrastructure there. It's like, just plug and play, man. Here's our system. Whoever you put out there, it'll be fine. Bears don't have that luxury. It is don't. They, and not, not at the head coach. They don't have an offensive coordinator. They didn't have that with Lugetsi. They didn't have that as far as infrastructure. DJ Moore is one guy. But then on the other side is Darnell Mooney. I mean, that's not going to get it done. Cole Komet's getting better. My point is, is that the reason why we talk about upgrades is because the Bears can't go in there with less than this upcoming season. Like, oh, well, it's all right. Bears are so good. They just plug anybody in, it'll be fun. 
No. 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 And that's on both sides of the football, by the way. Regardless of what happens in this weekend's playoffs, whether they win, they one wins, the other loses, or they both are out. Next season kicks off. Green Bay has the youngest roster in the NFL. They have what looks to be, oh my God, an amazingly good quarterback. Detroit has a very young roster. Mm -hmm. They have a very solid quarterback. They are better than we are at the coach spot. That means we are at best going into the season. Doesn't mean it can't change. The third best team in our division. And we finished dead last last year and this year with Eberflus. Dead last. Mm -hmm. And how many people called in here when you and I predicted max seven wins, dead last in the division? You guys are just haters. Typical media, just haters. No. We were right. Roster depth, lack thereof. Correct. Didn't have it. How many people, how many idiots out there last year were like, we can win 10 games last year? They won three. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with belief, Cap. But you also have to be realistic at some point. Correct. And this is why my perspective, and some hate perspective, but I like to, I still give it because that's how I fan, is I look at the best in any sport. We're talking about the NFL. So the best in the NFL, the top of the top of the NFL. And I say, well, how do they do that? And then you, I do the research and I go through their drafts and their free agency and their front office and their background. It's like, how can the Bears get to the tippy top of the NFL? How do they do that? Then I look at the Bears and say, well, you're still mom and pop before Poles and, and Warren got here. Well, they're trying to be one of the tippy-top teams in football. Right. They're trying to build it the right way. This is what Poles said initially. I want to build this the right way so it's sustainable. And that's what we've been waiting for for a long time in this town, a sustainable franchise that's always in the playoffs, always getting better, always in the mix. And we had a really good draft last year. And ESPN ranked the draft classes 1-32 to 32 yesterday. Did mm-hmm. you see this? Mm-mm. The Bears ranked fifth best rookie class in the NFL. The problem is... Detroit's four and Green Bay's three. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take that versus 30. No question. I like being in the top five. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the two teams that are in the playoffs with young rosters are ranked higher with their rookie class. Hard to take the North and never give it back when you got that as a stat. Right. <laughs> Correct. You, hey, you can pound your chest about how you're going to take the, the North and never give it back, but Green Bay and Detroit have something to say about it. Correct. And, and Minnesota, by the way. Correct. Because they're not dead yet either. Correct. They finished ahead of us, and they started four different guys. Their ace quarterback went down with an Achilles. Yes. See why this offseason is so crucial to do the right thing? Massive. All right, we got a ton of calls we got to get to. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. As we talk to you about the Bears, if you're on hold, you will be on the air on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app as we talk Bears. Justin Fields and Caleb Williams with you. And we've got Hose and River Grove from a different area code. And he joins us here on Captain Jay Hood. Hose, great morning. name. Good morning. How are you guys? What's up? Hey, host. Uh, I, I want to let you know real quick that my wife is a big fan of you guys. She loves listening to you guys on the way to work, so she wanted me to give you guys a shout. Anyway, hey, real what, quick. What's your wife's talking? name? 
Amanda. Amanda, thank you. We love you. So, okay, so what about you? Why can't you be a fan, Hose? What about? I am a fan of you guys, but I, I sometimes it's you know, today I, I working from home, so I had the opportunity to listen to you guys. Okay, all right. Real quick, since you guys are talking about Bears, Bears have options, right? So, is there any consideration of uh, Ryan Poles going to the Well, which is the trading partner of the LA Chargers? And perhaps since that team is then reset and they seem to be dysfunctional, uh-huh. would they be smart enough to? entertain the idea of taking on Justin Fields and giving us uh, Herbert and and maybe some other particulars in the way? Uh, I mean, to add for both sides? Okay, there's something called dead cap money. Do you know what that is? Hose? Hose? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Do you know what dead cap money is? Uh, explain it to me. Okay, so dead cap is so- if you move off a contract... Like if you trade, if a guy makes ten million and you trade him, you don't save ten million in cap money. It's how the contract was structured. You have to take the dead cap hit because he's not on your roster anymore, and it comes right off of the next year's salary cap. So when we traded Khalil Mack, we took the whole dead cap hit in twenty twenty two, and I think it was some ridiculous number sixty four million or whatever was left on his deal. We got it all taken off. A year ago. So if they were to move off of Justin Herbert, it would cost them, if they did it now before the draft, they would get a dead cap charge of $129 million. And if they did it post-June 1st, they would get a dead cap hit of almost $35 million. Damn. They're not doing that. Well, well, real quick question, though. If, in fact, that is the case, but if, in fact, you land what would be a franchise quarterback. And let's see, Justin Fields does develop. Eventually, you're going to have to pay the guy. So isn't it like, you know, it's kind of like a wash? Yeah, they've been searching for a franchise quarterback. That is what they're selling (laughs) to new coaching candidates like Jim Harbaugh. They're not trading Justin Herbert and taking that type of a cap hit. All right, my friend. We appreciate the telephone call. Now he leaves line open. 312-332-3776. We go from Roddy Rich to Tom in Oak Lawn on ESPN 1000. Tom, good morning. Uh, morning, uh, gentlemen. What's so, up? First of all, shout out to Jay Moore. He was great handling the, handling the calls and everything like that. Very nice to me. He asked me how my day was so far. Yeah. You know, the man, the man it, it, he, he can do it all. Absolutely. It's like a fruit so, merchant. Like he's out there doing all, doing it all. But Shay's here now, <laughs> so we got our, our band back together. Yeah. All right, Tom. Well, that's great. I was very worried. So, um, uh, now regarding the whole Brock Heward thing, and I guess I could kind of understand, like if you haven't really watched the Bears, how he can go and uh, and think that. But I think the stigma has become now that because we're in Chicago that we have to win by having an elite defense and having a great running game because, well, that's how the Bears always won. Mm-hmm. You know, having an elite defense and having a great running game and having a quarterback that could just manage it and just make a few plays here or there and such like that. But it's like, why can't we in Chicago have an elite quarterback that can actually throw the ball within the pocket and such like that? And, and I get, and I can understand people trying to make the comparisons between Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson just based off of if you just see the flashes of the running of him running and such. But the difference is that 
Lamar Jackson can throw within the pocket when need be. And so far, Justin has not really been able to prove that he can do that as consistently as Lamar Jackson. So as much as, you know, Brock Heward wants to say, well, you should play bully ball and stuff like that, like uh, like the Baltimore Ravens. We don't have that quarterback that the Baltimore Ravens have in order to do that. So, and again, like I say, why can't we have that elite quarterback uh, that can throw the ball, can throw for over three thousand or four thousand yards? Mm-hmm. Because we live, because we're in Chicago, yeah. and because of the weather. I mean, it, it's it. I mean, like like Cap even said, Green Bay has the same pretty has pretty much the same weather that we have. Yeah. But yet they had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and now apparently Jordan Love. Yeah. I mean, it has not stopped it, uh, in, Gre- in Green Bay. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, my brother texted me and said, "Are we not building a dome? Are we not planning on playing inside at all? Has that plan been been blown up? No, we're going to get a new stadium. Yeah." Now, again, it's not going to be here next season. Right. But eventually we're moving indoors, too. Right. So I don't need to play bully ball indoors. No, you do not. But you also don't have to be a Big Ten football team for generations and just be a great defense and run the football. There's more to football than that. Agreed. Jordan Love hit through for over 4,000 yards. We've never done that. But, again, I go back to we're going to surround Jay with a bunch of talent. Did not. We're going to let Mitch sit. Did not. Justin's not ready. Oh, get him in there. That's the Bears' problem. Shot or no shots in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.